92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Quality of Life show with Nancy and Lisa, the mother-daughter travel team and publishers of Big Blend Radio and TV magazine and Parks and Travel magazine. On today's show, we're talking about women's heart health, and that means Dr. Jackie Ubani is back on the show. Dr. Jackie is a board-certified cardiologist and an electrophysiologist, and she's the author of Women and Heart Disease, The Real Story. She's on a mission to make sure every woman knows what they need to know about keeping their ticker ticking. We all want TikTok. our ticker to keep ticking. TikTok. And we want a nice, steady rhythm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you can get Women and Heart Disease on Amazon and uh, also just go right to Dr. Jackie's website. It's womenandheartdiseasebook.com. You can also read her articles and listen to past interviews with us. Just go to blendradioandtv.com. So welcome back, Dr. Jackie. TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm always excited to come spend some time with you ladies. Well, we're excited because you're really, you know, on this mission to keep us all healthy. And and is it true that we have to have a steady rhythm? Is that what's going to happen with our heart? Yes, it's very important to have a nice steady rhythm so that your heart is strong. It pumps enough oxygen and nutrients to the rest of your body so that you can function normally and you can feel good about it. All right. I like this. I like this. I know February is American Heart Month, but I think what we're about to talk about today is something that um, we need to have these months. So it kind of is a reminder for us, but this is evergreen knowledge that we should be aware of all the time and not forget, right? <laughs> because it's, it's Absolutely. Absolutely. And February helps remind us that, you know, we need to think about women and heart disease and uh, think about ways to decrease uh, your risk for death from heart disease. Because this is the number one cause of death for us ladies. It is. Heart disease remains the number one killer of women in the United States today. See, I always thought it was breast cancer. I know we've talked about this on shows, but, you know, it's changed. So now it's too much stress. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that's what most most um, uh, people think, that uh, breast cancer causes more death. But that's actually not the case. Heart disease kills more women than breast and lung cancer combined. As a matter of fact, it kills one in three women in the United States. And many people are just not aware of that fact. Wow. I think we put ourselves under too much stress. Mm -hmm. I think so. Women are doing more and more. It's the multitasking thing that we do or attempt to do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's hard. It's hard out there. But so 80% of heart disease and stroke, um, you say 80% in your book, um, Women and Heart Disease. Again, everyone, go get it, womenandheartdiseasebook.com. 80% 80% of heart disease and stroke can be prevented by simple lifestyle changes, things that we've talked about um, over the years here, but it's really always good to, to remember this. You know, we're also coming off of, did we, you know, are we following through on our New Year's resolutions? 
we're getting into springtime, so we start to need to think about spring cleaning our body and what we eat and what we do. How much, um, when we talk about lifestyle change, is it about food? Well, it's um, first of all, I just want to just emphasize the fact that, you know, heart disease is a devastating disease, but it is preventable. Can you imagine that you can decrease your risk for heart disease by up to 80% by just some simple lifestyle changes? So you actually have the power um, you have the power to decrease your risk for heart disease. And it just takes some simple changes in your life uh, that you can implement uh, to decrease these changes. So there are many, the, many of these changes that you can do, and we talk about them all the time, but it's very important to emphasize how important these changes are and how they really can decrease your risk for heart disease. Exactly. And, and little things. You can start small um, and, you know, get bigger on as we go. I know in the February issue of Big Blend Radio and TV magazine, you know, February, March, April issue, our spring issue, um, all of our recipes are either vegan or vegetarian. So is that a, is that a good thing? <laughs> There's cheese in there, though, Dr. Jackie. There's cheese. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a heart-healthy diet is always very important. Um, we always talk about, when we talk about heart-healthy diet, we talk about uh, meals that are uh, high in uh, fruits and vegetables um, or micronutrients. We talk about decreasing the salt in your diet and talk about more lean proteins. Mm. Okay, so, and then um, what about, you talk about moderate amounts of alcohol. We've been laughing about this since the first time you came on the show that you, you told us, it's in your book, only five ounces of wine a day. No more than that for us ladies. Um, so alcohol and smoking, these are two things we need to really watch. You want us to ditch the smoking. You can't have like one puff a day. Like you can have five yes. ounces of wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smoking is absolutely terrible for the heart. It causes all kinds of damages to blood vessels, the heart structure. So it's, it's advisable to just not smoke. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of alcohol, we say moderate amounts of alcohol um, are okay uh, for the heart. I know there have been some studies that have looked at uh, alcohol and they've, they've touted the um, benefits of alcohol. But these studies, again, looked at red wine uh, more specifically and its effects on cholesterol. But overall, the general recommendation is just moderate amounts of alcohol, which amounts to just a five-ounce glass of wine a day. For women, we say one, one, one drink a day, which could either be the five-ounce glass of wine if wine is, is your alcohol of choice or 1.5 ounce of, a, of a liquor or 12 ounce of beer. So I'm not allowed to have the big jar of moonshine is what you're saying. No, you're not allowed to have the on one sitting. No. Oh, okay, okay, I can spread it out for the entire year. Just get an eyedropper. I know, I do. I want to touch on this, and I know we're going to talk about drugs more in depth this year, and uh, you were on the doctor show talking about the effect of drugs. So, Dr. Jackie, I know that, you know, we're looking at um, medical marijuana being legalized, recreational marijuana being legalized, and, you know, you're talking about the effects of smoking. What about the effects of smoking weed on your heart? I know we're going to get into this a little bit more down the road this year. I know you were on the doctor show talking about the effect of drugs on our heart. Um, but right now, what about people that may be, hey, I just want to chill out and de-stress and smoke a doobie, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is there aren't a lot of uh, studies out there looking at the effects of marijuana on the heart. It's just been a very difficult thing to study because it's very hard to quantify and, and all, these, all these kinds of things. But the general recommendation is that if you've 
ever had a heart attack or if you have heart disease in general, you probably should not smoke marijuana. Mm. Mm. Even if it was done, you know, oh, this is a question. So the smoking thing, all these people in general smoking, there's these vaporing, vaporizer thingies. And so they feel like it's okay because now you're not smoking a regular cigarette. And from what I'm seeing that that can cause cancer and do things. Has there been any studies on how that can affect your heart or is it okay, do you think? No, it's it's not okay. It's a, a lot of times there are some chemicals in these vaping things that uh, we don't really know much about uh, that can mm. definitely cause havoc to the heart. So the general recommendation is just to stay away from, from all those things. Okay, and drugs, mm. I want to bring this up. I want to touch on this because the amount of drugs being consumed by women is climbing and climbing, like alcohol. That's why we always touch mm-hmm. on this. Um, women tend to medicate to be able to ma- multitask, and that doesn't necessarily work, but <laughs> but it's what's happening. And uh, so many, I mean, you see it on TV shows, you see it, women are popping like Oxycontin and things like that to be able to maintain and charge forth. Can that affect their heart? Oh, absolutely. Drugs of, of any kind are uh, completely uh, terrible for the heart. Overall, the stimulant kind of drugs causes your blood pressure to increase and causes your heart to race. Mm-hmm. And over long term, these effects can be uh, very detrimental to the heart. And these effects could actually be long term. So if you use drugs for a long period of time, you can actually see the effects of these drugs on your heart, you know, 10 to 20 years after you've quit smoke, you've quit uh, doing these drugs. So it's just uh, just not a good idea to start using these drugs in the first in, in the first place. Wow. Hmm. So I got um, I get these emails all the time. You know, Nancy yeah. gets weird emails. I get, yeah, and um, <laughs> I don't I don't open them because I'm yeah I don't I'm, I don't trust them. But the headlines always say <laughs> like if don't eat this food after 7 p.m. it will trigger a heart attack. <laughs> I don't know what the food is. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say I've never heard that before. <laughs> I, I would assume it's uh, probably some kind of drug, some kind of stimulant that causes your heart to race or something like that. But uh, no, I've never seen those those commercials. I just don't stay up as late as you do. <laughs> <laughs> She's a healthy doctor here. Now, you've got your practices that you open. I want to touch on this. Uh, do you want to tell everybody, for those who are in Southern California, they may want to come visit you. Where are they? Yes, um, I have a, my practice. I just opened up uh, less than a year ago. It's called Cardiovascular Wellness Institute. You can go to my website at www.cvwellnessinstitute.com. Uh, my office is in Orange, California at 438 East uh, Catella Avenue. And I also have another office in Irvine, uh, close to Hogue, Irvine, in 163500 uh, Sand Canyon Avenue. She's getting around. Wow. She's taking over Southern <laughs> California. I'm just saying. Now, don't you get overworked. <laughs> I know. You've know, you got to watch that picture of yours, Dr. Jackie. Um, and, you know, I talk about this because it's, there is such a thing as, as um, seeing your doctor. So, um, when people come to you, do they come specifically, you know, to be checked for hearts or is that, you know, how's my heart health? Or do you go to your general physician for a general thing and then they go, you may need some heart attention and then they send them to you? Yeah, so the the 
general practitioners are usually the first ones to come in contact uh, with patients and determine their risk for, for heart disease. And if they determine that the patient is at high risk for heart disease, then they go on to refer patients uh, to cardiologists. Uh, a lot of times, uh, because you know, the risk factors for heart disease, patients tend to be asymptomatic for a long period of time. And so they never think to come see the cardiologist. So the first line uh, of, of, of diagnosis is usually your primary care doctor. But again, they're patients who already have a, you know, a, a history of heart disease or have a long family history of heart disease, and they're concerned about their heart health. Now, those patients can sometimes just come directly uh, to see me for further evaluation. Okay. And so then you talk about the importance um, of blood pressure and blood sugar and cholesterol. So let's start with blood pressure. You, I know the last time you were on the show, you were talking about that the blood pressure thingies, the, the rules have changed. Yeah. So again, blood pressure, we consider this the, you know, the, the silent killer again, because patients have absolutely no symptoms until something catastrophic happens. So unless you're checking your blood pressure at home, you don't really know if you have high blood pressure. Um, so the American Heart Association recently came up with uh, updated guidelines in 2017, where they actually made the, um, the cutoff for, for elevated blood pressure lower, which is probably now included a whole lot more of us who thought we had normal blood pressures. And they've done this because they've seen that over the years and over their, you know, over the years of their studies that patients with blood pressures, even in the 130s, which we used to consider normal, uh, end up with cardiovascular events. Uh, that could be detri detrimental. Mm -hmm. So the most recent guidelines, uh, states that normal blood pressure is anything below 120 over 80. Okay. And so what happens, I mean, if you're in trouble, you the lifestyle changes that you were even talking about, like alcohol, smoking, uh, increased physical activity. We can't forget about that. Got to take your one-hour walk. So you That's know. right. That's yeah. right. That's why we do the park, park thing, which you're going to talk about, um, yeah. you know, exploring the parks in your area and doing walks. Yeah, yeah, those kinds of things are important for cardiovascular health. So you want that for your blood pressure, which helps your heart. Now, some if you take care of your lifestyle changes, like taking walks in the park, and everyone, Dr. Jackie has assigned Nancy on a mission story, a story series, I should say, mm -hmm. on a mission to document as many one-hour walks in parks as we go on our Love Your Parks tour. By May 1st, we'll be off and running, Dr. Jackie. There'll be no Yay. more home for us. <laughs> We're off That's and right. That's exciting. Traced across the yes. country. We're going to take Dr. Jackie with us and tell everybody. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Come on for a one-hour walk to help your heart. Um, if we do enough one-hour walks, I mean, that can really help our blood pressure, right? Just in terms of stress and um, getting out there and getting some fresh yeah. air. 
Mm. Absolutely. If your blood pressure is, you know, slightly elevated, um, it's always a good idea to increase your physical activity, going out, taking walks, you know, making it fun. Like you guys make it fun, which then encourages mm. people to do it. These little things really go a long way in preventing heart, you know, mm. heart events down the line. Okay. And you talk about the events. That's when you have an attack, right? Yes, when you have a heart attack or heart failure, or you have problems with your valves or any ailments involving the heart. Okay, and the blood pressure part, because then, you know, whenever there's, we've talked about this before, like Nancy has a trip out whenever she goes to the dentist, it's like, uh oh, now suddenly she has high blood pressure and then, you know, then she's <laughs> fine. So there's these things that can trigger it. Um, and yeah. a baby. And then, then the doctors, that's it. Now you need to be on blood pressure medicine and, if it's not always like that, you need to, you know what I mean? You have to have that balance and blood pressure stuff. Yeah. Is, those pills, who nobody wants to take them. Well, they're all, <laughs> they keep reading them. Mm -hmm. so, so, I mean, we, we do know that when you're in, under stress or in a stressful event, like coming to your doctor's office, your blood pressures can be acutely elevated. So we don't really give you a diagnosis of high blood pressure just based on one blood pressure recording in a stressful event. It's usually better for you to take your blood pressures on a regular basis at home, I say two to three times a day for, you know, one to two weeks, and then take those recordings to your blood to your doctor uh, for evaluation. And we want to see that on average, most of your blood pressure uh, numbers are staying within normal. So the actual definition of high blood pressure is, is having two separate blood pressure recordings at your doctor's office of, you know, being elevated. So it's not just one random uh, event. Okay. See, this is good. This is why you go and have regular doctor's visits because then they know. Yeah. Because everyone's scared of those pills, man. It's, it's, I think there's so much going on about recalls on the news. Is it hard to get yeah. people to take their pills? Oh, absolutely. Especially for blood pressure because, again, patients have no symptoms uh, with this with this elevated blood pressure. So it's hard to tell them to take medications when they're not having symptoms and when these medications can have side effects that they don't like. Mm. Yeah. That's, and then it's a balance thing. Now let's go to blood sugar. Yeah. Cause this now, again, this is where the wine and the five ounces comes in the blood <laughs> sugar, but this is connected to diabetes. And we've done uh, segments on that before about how, how diabetes and heart disease are, they go hand in hand. Um, so, this is something we need to watch. Is there a certain level of sugar we do or do not want in our bodies? Yeah. I, again, you would you should go to your doctors uh, when you get your uh, regular blood test. They will test your blood sugar and test you for other uh, signs of diabetes. Uh, diabetes uh, is what we call a coronary artery disease equivalent. So that means that having diabetes is kind of like you've had a heart attack before. Um, because diabetes causes so much destruction to your heart and all the blood vessels of your body. And again, it's also a silent killer because you can have diabetes for a very long time and have no symptoms until your body just cannot uh, take it anymore. So it's very important to get diagnosed or to, to get checked out. And if you are diabetic, to start treatment uh, right away because this is really a slow killer and a slow risk factor for uh, causing heart disease uh, later on down the line. Again, lifestyle changes on this too, right? Lifestyle so some, changes. Ex yeah, you can balance yourself. You can stop it from going to the part where, I mean, you can get, if you do the lifestyle changes, a lot of times you don't need to go into 
you can stop all you can prevent this as much as you can absolutely absolutely you can yeah. prevent it and you can not have you won't have to be on medications if you stick to a you know a good heart healthy diet and you continue to exercise maintain a, a heart healthy weight you can get to the point where your diabetes is diet controlled and you don't even need medications for it see this is cool this is cool and this goes with cholesterol too we have good and bad cholesterol right you don't want to eat too many egg yolks i heard <laughs> right, exactly. Same thing. The, all these risk factors for heart disease, again, you don't have any symptoms whatsoever, which gives people a, for, a false sense of being healthy when they're actually not. So in, in the only way to diagnose it, especially in the early stages of these uh, uh, diseases, is to get screened early and diagnose and treated uh, accordingly. Because uh, if you wait till you actually have a heart attack at that point, there's not much that can be done uh, for you. So mm. it's very important to get screened for, for all these things that we've talked about. Again, because you don't have any symptoms. Um, so it's important for early diagnosis, early treatment to prevent uh, a heart event down the line. Now let's talk about mm. the heart event. When we talk about a heart attack in a woman, we always bring this up because we don't know a lot of times that a heart attack is actually happening. Yeah, right. So women can have atypical signs and symptoms of heart attack. Um, we know that the typical symptoms of a heart attack include, uh, we say, left-sided chest pain or pressure, maybe the pain radiating down the left arm or going up the jaw, um, uh, and things like that. But fewer than about 43% of women can actually present with these typical uh, signs and symptoms. Sometimes women can present with non-specific signs like fatigue, shortness of breath, indigestion, nausea, vomiting, cold sweats, we can make, which can make it very difficult for uh, women to know that they are having a heart attack. So I usually educate women or educate my patients um, about the importance of knowing your risk for heart disease. If you know that you're considered high risk for heart disease and you have any one of these symptoms, uh, usually we say multiple of these symptoms uh, at one time, it's always very important to seek medical attention. Is there an age, a specific age, when you're more at risk? We know that in general, as women get older, their risk for heart disease increases, and it increases more when you become postmenopausal. Okay. So, but you could, you know, again, like for kids, like it's important for, you know, the youth to start with the lifestyle habits that are good and start with the right diet so that they don't run into that absolutely. at a later stage, right? It all helps. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the earlier you start implementing these lifestyle changes to your life, the more likely um, you are to sustain it long term. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Dr. Jackie, always good information for us um, and keeping us on the straight and narrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And in, you know, we're going, we're on our way to Arizona, Yuma, Arizona, and that's where the licorice is, Dr. Jackie. Am I going to be okay if I don't eat the whole store of licorice? <laughs> Well, you can't eat the whole store of licorice because that has been associated with some uh, uh, medical conditions as well. But, you know, just limited to a few at a time. Can't eat the whole thing. Mm, that's right. One last thing, you know, we talk about, you know, uh, exercise, physical activity and, and watching our diet. Um, the stress factor. Any tips on how to handle the stress factor for women? Because I think that's when the alcohol and, you know, the smoking and, 
you know, maybe smoking the big doobie or whatever it is will come into play because of the stress level that you just want to, I need to take a break. Um, would you recommend like meditation or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. For me, anyway, I, I like to meditate. I try to meditate uh, uh, at night for maybe 15 to 20 minutes. But I think for women, you, you just have to figure out and find in yourself what makes you relax. And you have to make sure you do it. You have to implement that into your lifestyle, whether it be taking a walk. Because sometimes, you know, even taking a walk can, can relax mm-hmm. you and uh, decrease some of the stress uh, around you. Maybe taking a yoga class or something. Just figure out what it is that makes you relaxed and make sure you implement that into your lifestyle and engage in it as often as you possibly can. In my case, I like to meditate. It just calms me down and puts me at such a state of relaxation that, you know, there could be a fire behind me and I'm just not even stressed out about it. But that's what, uh, that's what, keeps me calm. It may not be the same for anybody else. So I think it's important to find out what makes you uh, de-stress and you just, you just have to make sure you do that. Excellent. Sounds smart to me. Good advice, Dr. Yeah. Jackie, as always. Like as always, uh, everyone, Dr. Jackie's book is Dr. Jacqueline Obani, uh, author of Women and Heart Disease, The Real Story. You can get it on Amazon. It's a bestseller, so go get it. And uh, womenandheartdiseasebook.com. That's a good start to getting your heart health in check. Uh, she really goes and makes it easy for us to read and understand. Because I, I think sometimes when it comes to medical things, if we're not into it, like, you know, we're not a doctor and people start, you know, saying things that we don't understand, we tend to shut down. And, um, you know, when there's big words, Dr. Jackie, like electrophysiologist and things like that, <laughs> it gets scary. But your book makes it very easy to read and because uh, you have real stories, people's stories in there um, that we can identify with. So um, everyone, again, womenandheartdiseasebook.com, Dr. Jackie's tips and articles, including tips for women uh, that we talked about today. You can see them all at blendradioandtv.com. And Dr. Jackie, we have a special song for you, you know. We always like awesome. to have music uh, for you. And you know, Nikki Chris, you've been on the show with her, singer-songwriter yes, Nikki Chris. Her brand yes, new album, she's awesome. Mm. Her brand new so- album is out uh, February 5th, everybody. So it's out now. Go get it. Um, and it is called, guess what? Heartbeat. And this is the title track. <laughs> we thought we had to play it. Uh, everyone, Nikki Chris's website is NikkiChris.com. Thanks so much, Dr. Jackie. Thank you. Till next time. All right. Take care.
of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.